0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another knock-on podcast. Um, I'm excited about this one because I've I've actually, this is going to be like a, well, it'll be a two-part podcast, although they're not going to be back-to-back, but um, I told everyone uh, who was watching some of the live feeds last week from Europe that I was going to have several uh, cool things and cool announcements coming up this week, um, and this will be one of the first of them, so... My guest today is Mike Slinkard, good buddy of mine. Um, you've heard him on the podcast before. We talked a little bit about it. But since that podcast, um, Mike and I actually ended up uh, just brainstorming on what we could do to work together again because we worked together for so long, uh, years ago. But uh, Mike, welcome back, man. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Mike. So, Mike. Um, Mike's been an archer for a long, long time. Great archer too, um, and a great bow hunter. Um, but you originally started Winner's Choice um, and did that years ago. Obviously, I was, um, you know, I totally supported you and all the hard work and you know technological advances you did for Bowstrings uh, back when you started that company, and then. You know, you're like, you're like several of my buddies. You kind of go down one path, and you, you have this really cool career that's going well for you. And actually, I think I was, I was, I'm, I'm one of the same types. I was that way when I worked at Matthews and had a good job going for ten years, and then next thing you know, you just kind of venture down another path that you're passionate about, and uh, you end up starting this whole new like, whole new direction. And for you, that that was uh, the whole Hex technology. Um, and I'm trying to remember when did you when did you first give me that. I'm trying to remember when it was. Well,
1: had it had been around 2010 or 2011. We actually launched Hex in in 2010 officially, <clears throat> and uh, you know it was one of those things that it, it was a new concept for most people at that point, and it is still for a lot of people, it's somewhat new. Um, but, uh, you know, as you say, life takes you in different directions. And, you know, gosh, Winter's Choice was a great ride. And, and, you know, I've been, as you know, shooting tournament archery and, and, but really bow hunting has been my passion since, uh, I mean, I can't even remember how long, you know, I've been shooting a bow my whole life. And, and of course, uh, you know, as you know, you are a huge part of Winter's Choice. And that was one of the things that, you know, it, would, it just made sense to, since we worked so well together in the Winner's Choice days, and you know, you've used hacks. Uh, you know, not a lot of people maybe, maybe knew knew you did, but to, you certainly have used hacks for, you know, several years. And and uh, you know, like I said, I, I was happy to be able to bring you in and be able to brainstorm again together because uh, we we work pretty well together. You came up with some great ideas <laughs> that we put to work at Winner's Choice, and uh, you know, I think uh, we can do the same thing with hacks. Um, so yeah, excited, excited to be to be involved with you again.
0: You know what's funny about it is um, and we'll dive into the whole hex technology. Um, I actually think it was before that, Mike. I'm trying to remember when you and I you and I hunted together. Um, we hunted together in, in Oregon. We did actually. You are right, John. Actually, you're right. I forgot about that. I think I've used it <clears> ten, <throat> ten years or better. It was before you started the company. It, it was actually. I remember that now.
1: You guys came out for an elk hunt, and uh, I think we had some prototype, the old white ones when we when we were very, very early before we ever even launched them. They were actually a white, and we used them, you know, under our other hunting clothing and that kind of stuff. I, I believe that is true now that you mention it. Yeah, right.
0: b- because. Um, that was like the first really close... Remember I had an encounter with a wolf at a water mm-hmm. hole? Yeah, um, yeah. And they're pretty they're pretty alert to what the heck's going on. So in that situation, um, yeah, we had a lot of things that kind of made us all believers at that point in time. And um, I, think, I think we should maybe talk a little bit about what the technology is um, because... It's one of these things where um, you know I before you and I did this um, you know, I guess it's hard to know where to start because I'm excited about it. I've been I've kind of been waiting for the right um, kind of for the right look, for the right garment and then you know I really wanted to brand it for our users which you know we finally done and I kind of this well this past year, If you've been following my social media, you've kind of been seeing I've been letting a little hidden tag hang out of from underneath my Under Armour. And uh, some people caught up on it, some people didn't. But, you know, I've got friends that are super hardcore, passionate bow hunters, and I've kind of ran the technology by them. And then once they start researching the whole concept behind hex. It's funny how their opinion changes. At first, they're like, I don't know, it sounds like, you know, another scent control type thing, or you know, it sounds like smoke and mirrors. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, I'll get a text and be like, Hey, did you see the YouTube videos on that, on the freaking studies with the sharks? Or, you know, it just keeps compounding. And then, and then I've got friends that all of a sudden, you know, I was hunting with Shane Dorian. Um, Let's see. A month ago now, and all of a sudden it's like I realize Shane's like, dude, I go everywhere with it. I always use it, and um, you just don't recognize it because you know it's it's a piece that you're wearing underneath your main camo. Which, from a marketing point of view, isn't the best for you guys. But um, it's yeah, it's not the best for you guys. But um, from a just from a concept point of view and a scientific point of view it's really cool and uh, i finally was able to share with you some of the footage of some of my encounters and stuff when i've had it on and you actually ended up making like a commercial out of it too which is cool Um, yeah
1: yeah you had a you had a, a really cool hunt up in uh up in bc this spring and and we saw some of the footage off of that, and and uh, actually some people might have seen it. We we you know we have a show on the Pursuit Channel called Hunting with Hacks, and it's on there, you know, it's on 365 days a year. We're on all year, we're on a lot, um, and we've actually made that some of your encounters there uh, into a two-minute segment, which is actually running in our show now, and also running independently um, around on Pursuit as well. So, uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, you know the the thing about hacks is and just like you said, a lot of people when they first um are exposed to the idea of it are kind of skeptical i mean that's that's normal and and you know, I think everybody goes through that, but the thing is is that you know we base this on on real science um it's somewhat cut cutting edge uh, not everybody realizes what electrical fields actually do in our environment is particularly you know when we're when we're close to other living beings. But what we're learning and what we have learned is that a lot of animals are able to pick up on extreme low-frequency fields. And those are the kind of fields that are put off by our heart rate and muscle movement in particular. And it's one of the ways that animals can tell the difference between what's living and what isn't. And, you know, it, like I said, it's it's sort of new, um, definitely new in the hunting world uh, and, and the dive world and, and a lot of other places that we're going into. But the thing is, it's been studied for years. Um, but most of the study was focused on how animals navigate and how the internal compass works. The big thing for us was realizing that what our bodies put off you know, as far as electromagnetic field is very similar to the Earth's electromagnetic field, and they're using basically the same thing that they use to navigate is also, uh, to a certain extent, a way that they can tell danger and you know when they're close to other living beings. So, you know, like I said, we have a lot of skeptics that have never tried it. We don't have any skeptics that have, and uh, that's just uh, you know after after now seven while well, we're in our eighth year business now that remains to be true. Um, so it's, it's a neat technology. Um, it's actually gone well beyond hunting now. Um, we're super excited. We were able to, to announce our partnership with Aardvark Tactical out of California uh, just last month. Um, and Aardvark is one of the largest suppliers of non-lethal military and police gear in the in the entire country and uh we were getting a lot of the special forces guys you know navy seals rangers those kind of guys that were already using hex technology getting it on their own and uh they actually kind of finally got to the point where they were requesting it to be uh you know a military issue kind of thing so we partnered with aardvark it's a big deal um but you know we're so excited to be able to have our technology not only helping hunters and divers and everything else but also uh you know being able to protect our guys that are in harm's way and it's a neat feeling one that i never thought i'd have so it is cool
0: well The thing that the thing that convinces people for whatever reason the most out of all the videos are like some of the turkey ones, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, just because you've got some hunts where you guys are literally sitting on a lawn chair in the middle of a field, and Mm -hmm. and you're you know and you're and it's mainly because birds see so much differently than like animals and from a skeptic's point of view, um, you know when it comes to animals obviously any type of animal is going to is going to rely on what its number one defense is first um Mm -hmm. which is you know it's going to be probably most of them it would be smell first um you know then then obviously um movement you know with turkeys their their eyesight's so good that you know that's really their main thing and even though they're you know they see movement really well but you guys are actually able to draw a bow and this is on a legitimate Texas turkey hunt, um, and you're able to draw a bow but just simply because that's blocking the field in which they're actually seeing. They see colors as well, but they're seeing the magnetic field. And obviously, turkeys aren't smelling. So I mean, elk and deer and things like that. Yeah, you've got to have scent control. You can't be you can't be in a hex suit and have your wind blowing right at them and say, well, the he- you know my hex didn't work. Exactly. Or, or you know, you know, you, you have to some of those things are obvious, but there's also things that you and I both as hunters, you've been close to really big animals. I've been close to big animals. The thing w- when you encounter stuff like that, you just recognize that there's there's different senses going on. When you can be close to something and not do anything except breathe and you've got a hard wind in your face, and everything's in your favor, and all of a sudden you just can see that animal starting to get tense, and it's like you can see its head moving around. Like, wait a minute, something's here. That's the kind of thing that you know is like this sixth sense thing, um, and people get it. You know, people get it as well. So this is one of those things where um, maybe there'll be skeptics on my side, but in the same sense. I don't see how having it is going to hurt you in any way. I just know for me, I've been incredibly close to stuff and um, had stuff look at me in a totally different way once I've been wearing this under my normal camo stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's really the essence of it. Is is it is it is truly a sixth sense, and we're starting to understand that. Um, like I said, they you know a deer or an elk or or you know those kind of animals they 're going to smell you if the wind 's wrong i mean they, this isn 't a scent control piece it's it 's completely different you know we 've got five issued patents on it um, and it's it 's completely legitimate it 's just a matter of people getting out there trying it and we 've been out there long enough now. We have some great fans and and great people that are using it. Uh, you know, you mentioned birds, um, I've probably killed 30 turkeys now doing that exact scenario, setting out in the open. Matter of fact, when we go turkey hunting now, we don't use a blind, um, we don't do anything. We just carry a chair, set it out so you can draw your bow easy. I, my chair spins, it's a pivoting chair, so you can turn if they come in from the other way. But the big thing is that, yeah, you can get away with movement. Birds see electrical fields visually, and that's 100% proven. Um, I mean, it's been proven for years on, um, you know, again, on navigation. But the ele- you take the electrical field away from a movement, and to a bird, it's not a living movement, and they don't pay attention to it. Um, you know, you can't stand up and jump, jump up and down and wave your arms, but drawing a bow, raising a shotgun, turning, that kind of thing you're not going to get busted and it's a huge thing and that's why we started doing the, the hunting like we did originally it was just to show you know everybody what kind of an, you know what kind of an extreme the technology does and, and what difference it makes but now i mean it's a lot more fun to hunt that way you don't have to worry about you know getting brushed in or putting up a blind or any of that stuff you just set out and and uh, call birds in and shoot them <laughs> so it's pretty uh <laughs> that's, it's so pretty hard. fun uh, yeah, all of our all of our stuff that you see on YouTube is all fair chase. There's no tame anything. There's no high fence anything. You know, it's all fair chase. And the thing is, is that we've now taken every species of wild turkey, with the exception of the Mexican ones. I haven't been down there and and did the uh, oscillator of the Ghouls yet, but I'd like to. But every other species, um, Easterns, we've taken them everywhere from South Carolina to Tennessee to Missouri um you know and then of course to the, these ones out west where we are you know the the rios and the and the miriams but um the same thing all they all see the same way um waterfowl same kind of thing um you know you can just get away with a lot more movement you don't have to brush in and and that kind of thing so it, it adds a whole dimension to the bird hunters deal but, again, with big game, it's a, it's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> but you do have to worry about the wind and that kind of thing. But you can still get away with more movement. Again, you can't stand up and do jumping jacks, although we have got away with some crazy movement, you know, <laughs> even with, even with whitetail and hard-hunted areas and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's a, definitely an advantage that you can't get any other way. And, uh, you know, it's one that it, it'll uh, definitely make a difference when the animals get in close. You know, that's the big thing.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is uh... – Mike is not like I'm. I'm not the best example of like how to be a sneaky spot and stock guy because I'm almost six six and I'm in hunting clothes, and it's not like I. It's not like I'm below the cover. Um, Mike is kind of the saint. Like Mike's not as tall as me, but he's even wider than me. Um, yeah, you so- can say
1: that. That's <laughs> a nice way to put it.
0: <laughs> so, so like me and Mike are like. The, you know the two people were a couple normal sized people can stalk behind us, and we were a great blocker so you know <laughs> what I've got away with um has been pretty pretty noticeable to be honest with you Mike um, when we were in Lanai, which i didn't realize um Shane's a big hex guy yep um and all my guides were. Um, Mm -hmm. they said and one of them was actually a diver and said that he's just he can't believe the difference on the aquatic side um but yeah they were all like super familiar with hex um there on the island for multiple years and i had you know the thing with what makes that hunt cool is the numbers there's just so many deer because they don't have natural predators right so there's a ton of them and um sometimes you get lucky enough to be in the right spot when multiple herds are like moving down to the to the land where they graze in the evening and I had I actually um, I had several occasions um, this occasion in, in that I'm talking about now I actually shot a doe at about four yards I guess maybe five yards and what made it What made it crazy was that she actually several deer were filing by me and had no idea I was there. She actually came behind me, and I she like smelled me and just looked, you know, like they will they look exactly where you should be, and Mm -hmm. and she stayed there long enough for a shot because I think she literally could not believe I was that close and still couldn't really figure out what I was. Mm -hmm. So she was like looking at me with her eyeballs really big, like kind of her head going back and forth. Like, okay, where, where where's this guy? I like, I know he's right here. Where, where is this? And, uh, I don't know. It was a crazy, it was crazy to, to get a shot that close, especially when like everything was in her favor. Um, but then there was another situation where I was actually hunting with, um, Joe Rogan who, he's actually he did a bunch of research on hex uh, and he you know I, I literally before I did this um, this knock-on suit with you guys um, I actually just because you know how I am I'm pretty picky about products mm-hmm. I I actually put it in Joe's hands I said dude you've got so many followers you know s- see what you can find out what people will think about this so he just flat out threw it out on his facebook page which which could have been disastrous for for me and you know after you know he said ah there's people you know that are have some some things to say about that are critical but then all of a sudden a bunch of people started coming in with scientific stuff especially the di- like people that were divers and who have you know the thing with the diving side and the aquatic side is there's more studies behind how fish and sharks react to this thing, then they're you know, it's not like there's big um national geographic campaigns funding what what elk do, you know, or or mm-hmm. what makes elk uh do their natural patterns and their travel versus you look at sharks, look at how many of these people have the millions and millions of dollars that they're putting into like things that are that they're filming for like Shark Week or or something like that so there's so much more actual like scientific data on that side and those people were coming forward just saying hey listen you know I'm a professional crayfish guy and I know 100% I can I can grab crayfish way better with the hex gloves and any other thing and people that were that had been around them with sharks and all that stuff and you know and and Shane talked about some of that too so I think there's um I think there's an easy argument that it's that it's an awesome technology, but on the big game side, we just don't have the true like research. We have like what you and I have, where um, we've gone out and we've experienced things to where we're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep wearing it because I feel like I have advantages. I feel like there's times where these animals don't really know what I am. And actually the the footage that I shared with you from BC, that bear, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm literally, I spotted a, a pretty good bear going down gravel road and I got out and literally walked up to this bear and this, they don't allow baiting. This, this is important. They don't allow baiting in British Columbia. This isn't a baited bear. This is a bear that 100% Hundred percent is completely different than what you see when you look at like bears in Alberta or um, you know Saskatchewan, where they're dealing with like bait scenarios. Bears that are natural, like if you go on a spot and stalk hunt in Idaho or something like that, and you're just encountering a bear walking around, they're totally different. And this bear just looked at me like, "Okay, I can hear something walking." and i'm looking and i don't really know what this thing is but he'd look at me and i'm inside of 20 yards just walking up to it mm-hmm. and he'd look at me and then he'd look away and then when i my toe would make a little crackle on the gravel he'd look back and a couple times he kind of like turned his head like okay what am i hearing and it's those types of situations where it's like man I'm a believer. I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent believing that that there's there's definitely animals that just look at you differently when you've got it on.
1: Yeah. And that's really common. I mean as as with any technology, you know, there's there's different uh different, you know, situations and you'll get different reactions, but that's pretty common. With really almost all kinds of animals, that it, that it's a bit of a confusion factor for them. They don't, even though they can see you and hear you, they don't necessarily see you as as what you are or a threat or or that kind of thing. And you know, as, like say you mentioned, you know, some of the stuff on the aquatic side. And of course, we're going to see hex logos all over Shark Week this sh- this year. We're we're excited about that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, as far as research goes, you know, we've got a couple of people that are, have been working with us that are, are biologists. And, um, one of them, uh, is a guy named Forrest Galante. And he is actually out on an animal planet. Uh, he's filming a whole series for Animal Planet called Extinct or Alive. And they're going all over the world, um, looking for these animals that, you know, they think they haven't seen in a long time. They might be extinct. They may not be. But he's out there encountering all kinds of animals, um, and he's got his whole crew in hacks, and I guess they, they actually extended their um, their contract to, to do more episodes already, and they've only filmed, like, two, and they've already got uh, contracts to film more for Animal Planet. So uh, we're hoping that you know that that big money funding which like i said the the sharks have it because sharks are you know interesting and you know of course the whole week and discovery channel is all about sharks but uh you know some of this uh some of this research is actually coming along now and and i can tell you too um the military doesn't doesn't contact you um about your product unless they're pretty sure it works <laughs> so <laughs> we do know that there has been some extensive research on that side as well and you know it's a little bit hard to get details uh, for obvious reasons when you're dealing with those guys. But um, you know, like I said, the stuff works. Um, we we know way more about it than we did when we started. But uh, we're learning more every day, and it's actually really, really fun to learn. And, and 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 like Forrest, he's he's in Indonesia and and down South America. He's actually in Australia right now. But uh, you know, some of the interactions that he's had with all kinds of animals. That are just blowing him away um, so much so he's actually gotten in contact with a lot of these uh, the zoo zoological people because he feels like the technology um, will actually reduces stress on animals when you're in a situation where you need to handle them as well. So it's just a multifaceted thing. That's uh, I mean we we still don't know all the places it's going, but uh, it's pretty exciting to see skeptics turn into believers and. In, uh, uh, we get that every day, and uh, a lot of it's just a uh, you know your own interaction. But uh, like I said, the uh, the Joe Rogan po- uh, the thing on Facebook when I first saw that it was completely full of skeptics. But as is typical of the case, none of the guys had ever used it. And you know, as as also typical of, as of the case, as it as it went along, you started to see more and more, you know, people that had actual either ex- experiences or, you know. Uh, a scientific background with it that uh, that that helped out along. So that's pretty typical. We're used to that. We're used to skeptics in the beginning, but uh, fortunately for us, there's not very many skeptics, uh, you know, at the end. So,
0: well, one of the very first suits that you sent me, um, which was, you know, it, was, it wasn't like the one that the one that we have coming. And I guess I'll say this now. So we're going to have a suit that's going to be available um, at knockonarchy.com dot com on our website. Um, most of these products now, when I, you know, if I have something to where I really like it and I want to brand it, honestly, I'm just, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record when I say knockonarchery.com and podcast, but it's just, I just find it way easier to have products that the people that are following us and the people that, that know me and trust things that I'm putting out there, um, I just want them to know where those products are. I don't. I really don't want to have to rely on shops that don't have knowledge to certain products to try to put it in front of people. I feel like um, with our followers, they they want they want to know why something's good. They want there to be practicality behind it. And if you're following the podcast, then obviously you'll know the website too. And anyway, we've come up with um, a really cool. You know, we've pretty much taken um, your latest suit, which was, you know, I really think the best one you've ever made, um, which is what I started using. And then, you know, we've branded it really with, you know, a knock-on logo and, and pull tab. Um, and then that's going to be available on our website uh, to all of you out there. And really, the there's a lot of science behind it, but the way that I use it is... I, this is pretty much just a blocker piece you know this is a piece that blocks your electronic emission so you know it's not I still wear my camo clothes the exact way that I always have um, now you do make you know a camo netted version um, which I guess if it was incredibly hot you could wear as your main piece um, but I personally you know I still wear you know, if it's super cold outside, I'll wear my, you know, my wool. Like, you know, I'll wear like my wool or like my 4.0 base layer UA stuff. Um, or if I wear like a wind protection layer, and then I'll put, um, you know, I'll have this layer on. Um, and then I'll still have my hoodie or my jacket or my vest or whatever else over the top of that. So, you know, sometimes like uh, I've been using this. U.A. garment that has like a built-in kind of ninja mask. It, the collar pulls all the way up over your face, and then the hood flips over, which is really nice for containing your face, uh, just from a cause you know from from like exposure to naked skin, so to speak. But you know the suit is underneath there, um, and like you told me, really the most important parts for sure are wherever you have the most muscle. Like muscle is emitting, right? That's what's emitting mm-hmm. the signal. Is anything, you know, heartbeat, major muscle groups? I mean, you kind of told me that it's obviously always better to have full protection, but um like hands are pretty minimal, face is pretty minimal cuz you don't you don't have a lot of muscle structure really firing in those mm-hmm. in those aspects.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly the bigger muscle groups are the most important to cover. Um, you know, with I, I do always tell people if they're going to be hunting birds particularly, because birds do see it visually, right. that that's a little more important to have everything covered there. And and you know the underlayer comes with a real lightweight head net as well, so if somebody wants the full cover, and it 's a camo piece that one is so so you'll have that as well um, in, in you know have that option. but the main thing with big game hunting, the main thing is your torso because your heart's always always beating um, and and your heart is a, a peculiar muscle because it actually is a muscle that produces far more electrical energy than any other muscle in your body. And you know when the when the, as you get excited and your heartbeat goes up, your electrical output increases dramatically with that, and that 's just medical facts so um, you know blocking that 's the most important and the big muscles in your legs also because every time every time a muscle contracts it 's actually producing an electrical energy current that goes outside your body. So the bigger the muscle, the more it produces. So, you know, the the shirt and the pants are pretty much essential. Um, And we try to make them to where they're really you almost don't even know you have them on. They're not something that's uh, that's a big hassle. You know, I remember years and years ago when Sandlock first came out, it was a kind of a, I mean, you had to really work to wear it because it wasn't comfortable at all and all that. And of course, they've made a lot of inroads, you know, lately, but um, our stuff is not like that at all. It is really, really comfortable and it's made to be used in just about any hunting situation and, you know, our our underlayer that we came out with uh that, that, that's actually the got the knock on version, and you're right, it is by far the best one we've ever done. It's it's really kind of a high tech piece as far as you know, the way it's cut and the way it's fit, but the whole idea is to make it to where you could wear that in just about any hunting situation out there. So um so yeah, I think it's uh I think it's a good piece and it's definitely gonna help a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. What um what was probably what was probably your number one thing that, like, from a hunt, on a hunt perspective, that opened your eyes the most about it, to where you were like, okay, hundred percent, I need to start this company, I need to do this. Was there well, I, was there one that that really kind of sealed the deal on that?
1: Well, kind of. Um, you know, for me, I was the biggest skeptic ever. <laughs> when we came up with the idea, I promise you that you couldn't find anybody more skeptical than me. Because again, I'm, I've been I've been doing this a long time. I've been around animals my whole life. You know, my my it goes all the way back to my grandparents and and my uncle were all uh, cattle ranchers when I was, young, was younger. And and you know, I've always been taught that you know when you get close to an animal, he's going to know you're there, and and he can, you know, even read your emotions to some extent. I mean, my grandpa used to say, you know, it doesn't matter how you act on the outside, but, you know, on the outside, but your dog knows when you're mad at him or when you're not, and, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, it's just sort of those anecdotal things that you hear throughout life. but you know when we started doing this um... <laughs> the the very first time i ever saw the hex effect that made me really scratch my head was actually with a dog this is my own dog and i uh... this dog has seen me it's actually just a little lap dog it's my wife's dog this dog has seen me in camo and for years right, right? and and so i'm, I'm testing out the, that first the prototype white uh, you know, I had it on under my regular camo suit, and I go out on and I'm putting my boots on, getting ready to hunt just locally. And uh, this dog, normally, I mean, you have to kick her out of the way when you're tying your boots because she wants padded. You know, she's one of those kind of dogs. And this dog's laying across the room for me, looking at me like it doesn't know me. It <laughs> was the weirdest thing ever. And you know, I kind of scratched my head. I said, well, that's 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 weird, you know. And and this, and then so we did a test with my daughter with her dog. And, so again, she'd raised it since it was a pop. We had her go in, in another room, just put the hex uh, top and bottom on, wore her regular clothing on the outside and everything like that. She walked in the room, the dog barked at her and run to the other side of the room like you would never seen her before. <laughs> um, that that was like, okay, there's something going on here. And then of course we, we tested it, you know, here in Oregon ourselves before we actually even commissioned, uh, you know, outside people to test it at all. We had to prove it to ourselves that we weren't crazy. So we went out and, you know, had some incredible encounters with elk and that kind of thing. But um when we started getting around turkeys that was the that was the deal sealer for us cuz it i mean the the difference with turkeys was so pronounced that it was just undeniable so um so i mean like i said it was somewhat of a process but really honestly the first the first thing that i really saw the hex effect on was my own dog <laughs> so that's anyway. awesome
0: yeah i never asked you that before but that's hilarious Yeah, yeah uh, that's the kind of stuff to me that's actually true to product testimonies. Um, and well, you know Greg Poole, um yep. I've known Greg a long time and he's uh you know, he's got several companies that he represents and uh, there's been a few that you know, even well, even with like our AeroRest, right? He was trying to get me to work with them on AeroRest for like 2 years and he's like, man, you're like the hardest, hardest sell I've got, like for anything. Um, but in the end I feel like, you know, I, I sleep better because I feel like I'm actually, um, I'm using something that I believe in and I'm able to have a conversation with someone and just, you know, if they, if someone corners me, uh, I don't want them to be like, Hey man, I went out and bought this and that thing was garbage. Um, you know, I guess there's times where people buy stuff that I talk about and maybe they don't know how to set it up right. You know, I know on my AeroRest people have tried to do it themselves and sometimes people don't uh, set that bottom cage the right way and, you know, maybe they'll break a whale tail because it's smashing their riser before it's, you know, not being supported by the, by the bracket. But there's like minimal things like that. Um, but for the most part, you know, if, if it's something that I'm using... And especially if it's something that I'm selling, um, then I'm a hundred percent behind it. And if all of a sudden I'm not selling it, it's because there's been a, a true reason why I don't, you know, I can't vouch for it anymore. So I'm excited to finally get this going. We had to wait a little while just so everyone knows, because Mike had to get some suits to me and obviously we had to wait for uh some of the you know the pull zipper things to be done, and um, some of the heat transfer knock-on logo things had to be done as well. Um, the packaging won't really be knock-on favorable right now because I you know I just I want to make sure people have it before the these early hunts start. People are going to be starting to hunt in Nevada and antelope hunting soon. Uh, it's really good for that because it's actually dark too. So um, antelope is one thing where. You know, I've, I've had a lot of people that um, that have had negative experiences antelope hunting over water. And I think a lot of it is, you know, they can, they can sense that stuff when you get really close. Um, mm-hmm. More so than, you know, they're not seeing any of the movement, so to speak. People are tucked in there. But if you've got a couple people and, you know, you're hot, especially if you get someone where their heartbeat gets jacked up, I think all that stuff factors in really fast. It, it
1: does. Antelope are one species that the actually really does make a big difference on. Um, we actually did a test when, way back when. Um, we have uh, it's called heart, Man- heart Mountain Antelope Refuge. It's just in southern Oregon here. It's one of the biggest antelope uh, reserves basically in the country, and uh, they do do some limited bow hunting there. And, and uh, I knew my dad actually drew a tag, and it happened to be about the time we were we were doing the testing on on hacks. Uh, and so one of the things that we did is we went and popped a, a blind up on our water hole, and then we, you could get back, you know, a mile away from it and watch it with a spotting scope. And if you watch those antelope come in, they, they they would look at that blind about twice, walk in and drink. And, you know, nobody was in it and everything was cool. And then when you put somebody in it, um immediately that you see that reaction is different. At 100 yards, they're way more, way more skittish of it. You'll watch them come in. A lot of times it takes them a long time to come in. And then when they do come in, you know, it's fake drinks and all that kind of stuff. So we had, my dad, of course, and I were wearing we had another guy that wasn't. And uh, so it was easy to see the differences and you know like i said when you're wearing the hex it's just like just like that 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 blind is is empty um you know the antelope come in if they do look at you they're a lot less nervous and usually you don't see the fake drinks and all that kind of stuff That as bow hunters we all had to wait out so um it's a big deal with antelope um you know actually um on hunting with hex on our august show we have uh, number one we have a, a huge mule deer that I was chasing around uh, down there last year in Nevada but then also we have some really cool antelope stuff there too that was all from last year so uh, we have one where my daughter Caitlin actually stalks a buck it was too small to shoot but she stalks him right out in the open she walks with he's laying down he she walks in plain sight of her up to 30 yards before he even stands up and then when he does stand up he just walks away so like i said it's a big deal with antelope it's definitely if you got some antelope hunters they need to give it a shot because it'll help them it really will
0: well one thing i will say too is um just the nature of the fabric um this is something that if depending on the length of your trip you know unless you're unless you have the ability to wash your stuff um you know i i i normally Um, when I did like my three day hunts, I'm fine with one suit or whatever. But, um, when I was down in Lanai, we were down there like, I think eight days. And, you know, after that, probably that second or third day, I was definitely changing up to another suit. So if you are someone that wants it and believes in it, um, it's no different than your other, than your other camo stuff, um, you know, if you're going to factor in scent control as well, just because it is a layer that's close to your skin, um, you know, it's up to you whether you wear it directly on the skin or not. Um, but you know, if you're doing like a, a, a full week hunt or something like that, you'll, it'll be no different than any other type of, um, under layer that you have, you're going to want to have, um, you're going to want to be able to swap out. You're not going to be able to you know, it's not like it's a, a super high and merino wool where it'll significantly, you know, reduce uh, scent control. Just speaking, you know, I speak honestly. So if you're going to be going and doing a backpack hunt where you've got, you know, seven days out in the bush, it'll be something where you're going to want to have multiple pieces where you can uh, let one air out for a day or something like that. But I think... I think the benefits of them is going to be pretty awesome for you. Um, the fir- my first day, um, what's funny is my first day in Lanai, we were actually out. I was shooting, um, uh, I was shooting bows with Rogan and Remy Warren and we were out just checking our sight marks. Uh, Shane hadn't flown in yet, and while we were sitting there and we're literally just pulled off the main road, like kind of, uh, well, you know that main stretch of road after the airport, Lanai is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of start to go back up the hill, there's all those rows of trees, and then there's a lot of hunting ground off to the right. Well, we just kind of pulled off one of those side shoots and threw a target out, and we were just kind of checking our marks. Well, while you're there it's a lot like anywhere else you're at as a hunter the longer you're standing there your eyes start to adjust and you're like oh i think i see an axis and then you're like wait that's no that's a that's a whole group and then you're like oh there's wait there's a group over there and then you're like oh crap there's hey i can <laughs> i can see the top of some's backs like 300 yards out you know and you just next thing you know you're starting to pick them out well i ended up saying uh, i told the guy i'm like dude, can I, can I go? And he's like, what right now? And I'm like, cause that's just me. I'm like, yeah, I want to shoot something. And he's, he's like, yeah. And he said, you can go if you want. And I'm literally in my shorts and I had my backpack in the back seat that had my hex top in it. And I had one UA top and, uh, and Harry was with me. So I just said, dude, let's just go try to get one and we went out that first day and i ended up shooting one but that was the only day that i didn't have hex head to toe and uh a lo- there was a lot more deer like that shot was pretty long um it was a it was a bomb because i just couldn't get any closer i was getting you know every time i'd start to move they were looking they were getting really on edge and uh i was kind of thinking this is going to be tough i remember telling harry i'm like dude these shots are going to be long shots because i couldn't get very close well once the next day and the next day and the next day started and i was like fully suited up i was getting 60 70 yards closer without a problem Um,
1: (laughs) well you know those those axis are I, i mean they are honestly they're one of the jumpiest deer that i've ever hunted and <clears throat> you know I've hunted on the night, same place you are matter of fact we hunted uh two weeks later we were out there uh two weeks later than you guys were and had an had an awesome hunt but um, but yeah, it definitely makes a difference with them, um, and it just allows you to get closer. Um, actually, uh, I was out there with uh, with Caitlin, my daughter, and of course, we had Shane with us on our trip too. Shane takes every possible time to go to deer hunting on the night, so he was actually with us too and had a great trip. I think everybody killed two or three deer, but um you know caitlin last year she was behind the camera and we had some issues And anyway she didn't get a, an axis last year so it was my big focus to get her one so anyway we were sitting um just kind of sitting still in a place where they kind of come past kind of off that big mountain where they come down into the flats and uh sitting there and we had and i need to count we probably had a hundred deer come past us um and You know, Caitlin, you know, she's real careful about, you know, what she shoots. She doesn't want to shoot a doe that's got fawns and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, she can shoot anything there. So we finally have this group of of deer came by, and and the first one, you know, had a doe with it. And she walks by it like eight yards and watches Caitlin draw on her, and she smacks her, of course. And, And... you know, and then we sat there and we had some more combined some more combines. So she's holding out for a buck. And then just before dark, this whole herd came down. There's probably thirty at least in the bunch, and they're all inside of twenty yards. And you know, you know how those things are. I mean, usually they'll pick you out if you're sitting still. That's that's kind of the common knowledge. But we're sitting there. We're not in the brush or nothing. We're just sitting there on the side of the road. <laughs> and, uh, I'm filming her, and, you know, these, all these deer come down, they kind of pool. It's just an old road we're setting in. They kind of all pool there, kind of waiting to go off the edge of the hill. There's probably, like I said, about 30, and she gets to full draw. Nobody even looks at her. We had one doe at like eight yards. That she has to kind of shoot around, kind of shoot over, and, uh, it's it's just a great testimonial for it you know for the effectiveness of it because if anybody's ever been around access you know what you can get away with it's about zero usually so
0: well what's uh, funny is while we're talking joe rogan on instagram just posted um i just see a post that he made he actually sent me this uh yesterday uh he texted to me but he just posted um you'll have to check it out it's a uh, axis deer drinking it at, at a water at water like an like a free range axis and this freaking crocodile comes blasting out of the water to, to grab it and this freaking fawn axis i think it's an axis it just uh that thing is just leaping six feet in the air and dodges this freaking crocodile uh it's pretty awesome but they're they're just they're incredibly on edge um so yeah that was the perfect spot for me too um i know you've got a get going. Um, I've got to get going too. We're going to, we need to get together again and do something. And I've actually got some ideas for, um, I've got an idea I want to run by. I'm not going to say it just yet on, on air in case it doesn't work out, but I've got an idea where maybe we can incorporate, um, maybe one lucky person to kind of do an adventure with us, um, moving forward and, uh, kind of a hex deal. I'll talk with you about. It. I've got an idea for maybe some people to check these out. But by the time I post this podcast, um, we'll make sure that the knock-on hex suits. Um, well, it's really hex suit, but it's got a knock-on, knock-on branded. Um, they're going to be um, available on our website, and this is the the newer version. Some mock neck um, comes with a head net. Super cool. Um, so that'll be available um, for you to get online, and then I do plan on also um, kind of doing creating a new little hashtag. Um, I don't know what it'll be yet, but I'll announce it because I really want to try to um, I really want to try to share people's uh, hex moments uh, that they have with this suit, and you know some of the success stories. And in the meantime, I just want to make sure everyone out there, if you go to H-A- or H-E-C-S, so that's Hex, that's how you spell it, H-E-C-S, LLC.com, um, go on the website, you know, and actually just spend a little bit of time looking at, you know, just looking at the science that's on their front page. You can do it from your phone right now. Um, if you just go to hexllc.com, You'll see. There's some really, really good video. How it works, the story behind it. Um, well, you've, my testimony's there, uh, which I think is valid. Shows my success with my bear hunt. Which the bear hunt, you saw the footage. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm, I can't. I can't wait till that gets out. And actually, we're gonna. I'm letting you uh, use that for one of your episodes. Uh, so that'll be out on your show as well. And then there's also a video at the bottom that I think is really relative. That's how much energy do you admit? And it's when you click on that on their website, you'll see a cool YouTube video. Um, I know that I'm actually uh, here next week as soon as Scott, um, Scott Eastman is uh Uh, You know, a mutual buddy of me and Mike's and um, he's really and he's just went freaking psycho about spearfishing and kind of was a big part of, um, you know, the whole involvement of Hex Aquatic. And, um, Scott's actually going to come on because I'm going to, I know you keep telling me I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do a spear. I (laughs) want to, I want to learn to spearfish from Scott. I'm going to do that for the first time. We're going to make a show out of it. And I've actually got all my measurements down and I'm going to, I'm ordering a custom hex, uh, wetsuit, uh, just so that I'm not in the shark. Um, I think, I think Rogan referred to it as shark stew, you know, if you get in the ocean, he said, you're pretty much just swimming food. Um, so, (laughs) so I at least want to have a somewhat of an invisibility for that. Um, but this will be really cool. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have Scott on because he's got some awesome, really cool stories, um, which I think is super relative and, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I know, sorry, you have to go. I wanted to cram this, uh, podcast in. Um, and I know that you told me once the once o'clock at the top of the hour we had to jet so uh... Um, yeah
1: i i appreciate the time john and, and you know like i said, it's uh... exciting for me to finally be officially working with you again i mean uh... uh... it's uh... you've been a big part of my success through my whole career actually all the way back to Winner's choice and 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 now as well and uh... yeah my only my only thing is with the with the uh... with the diving is just learn how to do it right because it is it's, there's some danger involved in it but uh you know i don't know that i'll ever be that guy but uh... i think you'll probably enjoy it and <laughs> the good thing is scott has taken it super seriously and he's he knows he knows his stuff so uh... you'll have a great time with him and you know scott um has been in the archer industry a long time too. so he's he does a lot of bow hunting and and he's kind of a he is our ceo here at, at hacks so he's got a lot of uh... a lot of uh... official title stuff too but uh... like I said he's been a big part as well so you guys hop on a podcast i'm sure everybody will like to listen to that as well but uh yeah uh, i'm really excited about the launch with knock on and uh working with you again and uh i think it's gonna be good
0: cool man well have a good one and uh stay safe out there all right you too thanks john all right see you buddy be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing knockonarchery.com